Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, and it is Blog Talk Radio, and it is Freedom Fridays here. This is Dr. Deb Carlin with my co-host on this show, Dr. Charlie Cartwright. How are you this morning, Charlie? You're doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'll tell you what, I'm doing a lot better since I'm in the Zoom room with you here. Just adjusting the volume a little bit. It's not that I'm not looking at you, but I'm not looking at you. <laughs> so this is this is known as the K Factor here on Blog Talk Radio, which has been for a decade. And it's where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. So I bring you kindness. Like every day. And Fridays, I bring the kindest gift of all, Dr. Charlie Cartwright, <laughs> who you could see is indeed a lighthouse. And if you are only doing the audio, you got to go watch the video to understand what I mean by that. Charlie, you look magnificent there. I mean, uh, are you like up in Maine? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, this is one of my, it's a, one of my favorite photographs. I just like... Um, the symbolism of it, right? Oh, it's beautiful. Bring light into the world. You know? you know, I could I could live right there in those nice houses on that piece of property. I've always had a for Vermont and Maine. You know, Maine blueberries and Vermont syrup. Those are two states I haven't been to yet, so I'm looking forward to getting up there. I would talk to that government called the gentleman there. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is so beautiful in the fall. The autumn colors are amazing, and you know, um, in the winter time, I love winter. I love every season. I don't understand when people don't love every season. I adore every season. There's something wonderful and magical about them, and winter with big snow. I love big snow. I think I watch too many um, or just the right amount of Bing Crosby movies, you know, where they're like in the uh, countryside having some sort of a theatrical musical production and it's winter. Wasn't that White Christmas? Yeah, I haven't seen too many Bing Crosby movies. So I do have some favorite Christmas movies, but I haven't seen too many. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be sending you some links as a Christmas present. <laughs> Click here. So one of the things that that um, I was thinking about in terms of our show. Oh, and let me back up a second. We've had a major rebranding because what's come to light is that not only are we the K factor, which is all about kindness, but one of the things that I've realized is during this year, when people are inundated by the news on the regular outlets, you know, it's depressing and kind of oppressive and people get jerked around on I'm this party and that party. And it's really no party at all. It's the opposite of a party. Um, we are really the news here on blog talk radio. And so I decided to become a mogul. Now I'm a media mogul <laughs> and it's called partners in excellence media. And we, by the way, are the influencers because everybody who I'm doing a show with is indeed an influencer. You know, you're a major influencer. You've got a wonderful following on LinkedIn as Dashcam Charlie. Yeah, Dashcam Wisdom. It's awesome. I want to start putting that in our taglines. And, and it's beautiful because we do have audiences, each one of us, and when we team up and we invite people in here to listen to us live, and it gets posted out onto YouTube. You know, our shows are in the millions on results on Google because our distribution is so huge, which really is a lovely feeling because we are influencing the world. 71% of our audience is in the United States. 11% of it is in Germany and Belgium, where I've got friends. And, and business associates, and then it's scattered in other places around the world. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And and I'm glad that it's it's so much in America because our own country really needs our strong voices. 
and Freedom Fridays. And Freedom Fridays for us are really about the freedom is all in your mind. Because no matter what the challenge is, right, your thoughts are what become your reality. And so we can create any kind of a life that we really desire. And you and I talk about that every single week and about the tactics, the techniques. So in terms of all that, tell me with where things are right now in the world and in your life, what are you doing to stay sane or are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little qualifier there. Yeah, that's a really good question. And so there, you know, there are things that I do. And this, of course, prior to all of this, kicked into high gear with the the current situation because we've got to have we've got to have a strategy to do it. And then when you're in in the midst of it, then that's where the tactics come in. Say okay, today I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to the gym right now, right? Like I don't have anything for the next. Even though I usually work out from eight to nine p.m. to in the afternoon, and I need a break, frustrated or feeling a little bit overwhelmed, and <clears throat> my next my next calls four thirty, so I got two and a half hour window. I'm going to the gym. Sometimes you have to pick up. Do that. Yeah, right. Or, or go for a walk. Yesterday, I met a friend for lunch, and we get together about once a month for lunch. He cooks, and I pick up pie because we kind of fun. And uh, he said, so when we have conversation, he said, okay, we're doing a little different today because it was 65 degrees here yesterday. Oh my gosh. So we're going to take a little walk. So we went, you know, we ate lunch, and then walked for about an hour. Oh, nice. You know, it was nice. And so, when I have that, I have my reading, you know, that I go to, and I have my different books that I'll be a little smarter, gain a little more knowledge just from reading. And I, I have a variety of of authors and, and materials that I look at. And and so, I vary it enough that I, my mind doesn't get bored. Because if it gets bored, then it starts moving on to other things. And so, Right. I literally have hundreds of books that I have about a dozen or so right now that are somewhere active. I can still grab or I'll write or I'll create content or there's times when there's conversation and then you know, I've got friends you know, you can get your friends that you can call. Hey, I'm still frustrated right now. I need to think about something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't I see why you're frustrated with those things? Uh, yeah, you're okay. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. And then it goes both ways on that. Right. I had a call with a friend this week and same thing. I had a day, you know, we talked, we said something, I had to think about it. Here's my, you know, here's my perspective. That is a really good one. 
on the habit of doing an exercise or feeling frustrated or whatever. And and again, this thing and I talked about it last week actually, uh, one of my dash can wisdoms is what to do when you know negative thoughts <clears throat> occur because they do, they come into all of us and self talk things like that. And so I always look at it as coming into your, your house, right? The the door's open and you've got these negative thoughts in and, and what I do is I don't entertain them. month for a different reason but you know Christmas and 
such a lifelong legacy of celebration. And I'd go in the kitchen and empty the dishwasher and do some little tasky things and and start the coffee and notice that my palm tree might be thirsty and give it a big drink of water and then go out and look out the window at at the the sea and the waves. And by the way, it looks kind of like that picture up above me here. It's very wavy out this morning. The waves are getting higher and and just feel that energy. And then I just came back and took a wonderful shower with all the aromas that I love, you know, like a, a some sort of herbal grapefruit kind of concoction <laughs> designed to elicit your happiness. And I thought, I'm just going to go with it. You know, I, I think I do feel happy. And my towel may be happy and my clothes may be happy. And last night, by contrast, it was eight o'clock at night. It was six. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought, ah, I'm exhausted. How is this possible? My energy just got drained. And then I had to figure out ways to do pick-me-ups because I was going to work until probably about 9.30 last night. And and so I, I changed my physical positioning from in this office here to a different part of my home and did a couple of phone calls that would normally have been Zoom calls and just changed it up a little bit, you know, um, because I'm I'm feeling that lockdown. And I, and I started yesterday morning with a beautiful walk on the lake saw this gorgeous sunrise happen but you know there's um there's an energy around the whole planet right now that we really have to work our way through and and I love that you're talking about books Charlie because there's a couple of books that I read all the time and one of them is um daily writings um wonder if you've ever seen this by Ernest Holmes, 365 Days of Richer mm. Living. This is amazing. The whole book in here is the date. So it's August 1st or whatever. And you just open it up to whatever that date is. I've read this for like, I don't know, eight years or something. This is my second copy because the other one is all sort of bent and it is absolutely delicious because every time you open to that day it's like I cannot believe how is it that it's it's absolute absolutely spot on because everything is great generalizations and it's it's um it's thoughtful so for today it's God maintains me in balance and the opening sentence is the creative power is a mathematically exact power I may strive to have my own way, but in the long run, God always has his way. The law of mind cannot be broken, and the ways of mind cannot be used for my own selfish ends. There's a divine law of balance forever maintained. You know, when I read that, I don't feel intimidated or oppressed by it. I feel like, okay, I'm going to do my part here. And then there's another design over all of us, isn't there? Or do you believe that? What is your thought about that? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just a fascinating concept to me, the whole thing about having a you know, higher power and that this planet, this universe is created, right? And yeah. not some random act of atom smashing. You and you think about it, I mean there's no way that you gain that organic life massive explosion. You know, explosions in life don't create it. Okay. So the whole that whole theory, there's just so many holes. There's more holes in that theory than Swiss cheese. Um, <laughs> but um the order the order of things, the precision of the movement of planets and the, the laws are so precise. Yeah. We have physicists that can figure out, okay, we're going to send a rocket to the sun, or we're going to send a rocket to Mars. They can calculate exactly where, based on how fast the sun, 
Mars and all these things and see exactly where that rocket needs to be to the millisecond. Yeah. Right? And that's just not random. And so for me, it's really a kind of been a an awakening or an awareness that there is uh, a force. And I was thinking about it today because someone I made a post yesterday and someone I mentioned a couple of books that I was on today, you should do a post and list your top five books that you recommend. And I was like, Yeah, that'd be an easy post to do. And oh yeah. And I started thinking about it. And one of those books would have to be the Bible. Yeah. But I know some people would be, you know, scoff or, or whatnot. My reply to that is this. Either there has been divine intervention in my life or I'm the luckiest person on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it just happened hundreds of times that I could sit here and repeat, but I'm sure it's been thousands really traced back through my life, but hundreds of significant things that have happened. But everybody has that, and they don't always look and pay attention, right? Uh, you have to. You have to pay attention, and then you'll start to, to, to notice. And some things to me are so obvious that how could you miss it, right? How could you miss it? And then, uh, I gave a talk actually on Saturday. Yeah. Really? First time I was looking at church, they had a special uh, Christmas program to invite local business owners to come in. And, you know, they feed them breakfast and they bring in a speaker. Really? For an uplifting message, and so I was a speaker. And it was such a it was such a great time to be there and have a you know social. You know, this huge room and they got everybody spaced out. Yeah. You know, one of the things I said in my presentation was, hey, how many times have you been praying about something or for something and in the middle of that prayer you get a text message coming in. <laughs> a phone call comes in. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah. And then and then you get off finish that prayer and you check your phone and there's the answer. Right. It's happened so many times in Yeah. I mean just so it's fascinating to me, and then it's also the uh, pastor actually had lunch just uh, Wednesday in uh, the church, and I was talking to him about it and saying, hey, you know, when I first started really seeing prayers answered and just in too close proximity for it to be random, then I realized, hey, I'm being listened to. Number one, yeah. And then hey, is a creator. That's kind of good. <laughs> because now there's a responsibility that I have that I need to make sure that I'm, I'm doing what I was put here to do. And uh, you got this friendship going. You don't want to let that person down. Right. And I want to. And I believe they all have a purpose, just like an eagle or a falcon or or a tree. Yeah. We should everything here has a purpose. However, the challenge for human beings is to find ours and then act on it. Yeah, right. Where eagles and you know, hawks they they're born knowing. Yeah, right. And human beings are searching. Do you know what? I think that that's so interesting. The when I hear when I hear people say that I understand, but I've I've never really not known what it is I'm supposed to do here. And and I one of the things that I that I I grew up believing. I mean, my parents told me this probably from the time I arrived. <laughs> we have a plan for you, and it was, you know, you really you're special and wonderful and sacred, and we dreamt you up, and you came into the world happy. And your your mission in life is to to help people to be use your smarts, use your heart, and be be really be that person who can lead people into betterment. I just figured everybody grew up with that kind of messaging, and actually everybody does grow up with messaging, but it's usually well, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
what do you want to do? And when you raise the question, as opposed to offering some some pure intention, you know, people can get really confused. And one of the things that I, I've never liked, in it, and it started in grade school, this theme of, okay, you're gifted, and now you get to go into the gifted class. Because the reaction that I had to that was, was it, it's Christmas and everybody gets the gift. There's, I mean, we're all special. We're all sacred. What do you mean gifted? Like, <laughs> what is that? You're making other people feel bad and the people who have the gifts, I mean, you want to share them. If you, if you get the gift, you're sure. So how about if everybody recognizes that they're incredible and sacred with in a sundry of gifts? And the and the and the best gift is the sharing of the gifts. So, like on this platform, you and I come here with a, a a plenitude of gifts, and we share them back and forth, right? And so, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes when when people say, you know, someone has died, and and I just don't believe in the afterlife in heaven, and you know that person's gone forever, and it sounds like you get to talk to people after they're gone. Well, because that's what I believe, you know, so I'm open to it. So if you close the door, you know, they're knocking and you don't even believe the door is there. (laughs) Like, what do you hear, knocking on the wall? Come on, just be open, right? And that's what you're talking about, Charlie. You're so open to the possibilities. It's one thing I love about you. Here's the thing, too, and I've said this to people that, you know, and they're supposedly have done research, which I know they really haven't spent, they haven't done their homework with their people. They have not done their homework. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, but um, here's what I know. If I believe in a creator as a own, then I die, it's over. Right. Just like everybody else. Right, there you go. You don't believe in the creator. You've upset the creator of the universe. You know what I think is really funny? When I when I come into atheists, at some point, and I don't I don't push it. You know, hey, you don't believe, you don't believe. And I like to I like to just play a little bit, you know, because as a doctor of psychology, it's kind of my responsibility to play with people's minds, right? always lovingly and with kindness. But I love to say to an atheist, I understand your atheism. I just have a question for you. Do you have deep faith in that atheism? (laughs) What really cracks me up is when I have people who are in my world and they're very atheistic and they'll kind of whisper to me, so Deb, I was just wondering, would you pray for me? (laughs) You know? Of course, I've been praying for you. It, I never, I never didn't pray for you. And for your, for your atheistic views, I have to tell you, you're one of the most beautiful people I've ever known. And God made you that way. So of course I pray for you. You know, come on. <laughs> it's, um, it's something else. So, so I hope that you know, pleasing to the Creator, and and I want to do the best I can by people and. And be a positive in the world. That's my my thing. That's it. Not for hey, because I do this, I get this reward. Yeah, right. That's not why I do it. You know, I do it because it's the right thing to do. It's what I believe is right. And even if there was no creator, I would still want to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, because integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. You know, so I want to make it a better place. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be someone to go down in history that because they were stronger than other people, they dominated other people or took advantage of people. There's a history of that. That's not, <clears throat> that's no, that's not good. Right. No, it's not. So one of the things that I that I've been thinking a lot about are what are the what are the things that we think that we can do in the midst of where the country is at and where the world is at 
that is really going to be helpful to people. And so you and I last week, I love the episode that we did last week because we really, we were talking about well-being and the beauty of wellness and the things that people can do to really be well. And so you and I have talked about, we're going to do webinars and, and virtual events to teach people the things that we know to do and give them the skill set to be their own best healer. Because really, when it comes down to it, aren't we really our own best healer? You know, people come to see me as a doctor of psychology. I do not do clinical therapy with people. I teach and guide people how to learn the things that, quite frankly, they're intuitive, but the things that I do that even are intuitive, I want to know that the research that we've done is really credible. You know, so like people talk about doing meditations, and what I've said to people is, you know, meditation, you can't just make this stuff up. There are parameters, you know, like we really need to know that we're engaging the mind and we're making a physiological difference. And so that's why I like to do the relaxation exercise and have people on a blood pressure cuff or a digitometer because as you relax, truly in your mind, your blood pressure decreases and even a hypertensive person will become normotensive or even a little bit hypotensive during that exercise because they're really relaxing their mind and then their organs relax and their vascular system dilates and they've got better blood flow and their heart doesn't have to work so hard. And so it's, it's wonderful. It's really easy. And if they're holding a little two inch digit temp, uh, thermometer, they see that the temperature increases because as blood flow increases, your extremities get warm. And it's amazing. Yogis have been doing this for centuries because in Tibet, when it's cold, <laughs> they can't turn on the heat. So internally, they turn on the heat. And with the blood pressure, it was funny. When I first started doing that research, people would say, oh, you know, it's just because I'm sitting still here. Okay, I'll tell you what. How about if I don't do the relaxation exercise? Let's pump up your blood pressure right now and see where it's at. Okay, now we're going to sit here and we won't talk for 15 minutes. And I'll take your blood pressure again. We'll see where it is. <laughs> it goes up. Why did it go up? Well, I was just thinking about stuff. Right. That's kind of my point. What were you thinking about in there? There was that negative neighbor knocking at the door. You let him in. I'm using your analogy, Charlie. And you let him in. You have, you sit, have a seat. Tell me everything that's wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, teaching people meditations that are really, truly effective in your mind and there's a physiological outcome is amazing. Hey, by the way, have you ever been in a guided meditation where the person didn't know what they were doing and they really ticked you off? No, no. Oh, I have. I, I used to go to a meeting in a networking meeting and this gal would do a meditation. She had a, a, a really awful uh, cadence in her voice and a pitch in her voice that sounded kind of, I can't, I don't even want to demonstrate it. It was too soprano though. And so it was annoying. It kind of hurt your ears, and it was the wrong frequency. And then she had a school bell that she would ring to tell everybody to be quiet. <laughs> and put that damn bell down, because I'm about to ring your neck. And then during the meditation, she'd ring it again. They think, stop ringing the bell. I was just kind of getting into a zone here on my own. And it was she didn't know what she was saying and she would kind of trip over herself and the imagery was hers, not globalized. And I didn't like where she was taking us. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go to that direction. I want to go this other way. So having that resistance, I mean, there's a way to set up meditations that are truly helpful or not. It's like when people subscribe to, a particular nutrition routine, right? Know what they're doing, and some people don't. I had a guy actually stand up in front of an audience and say, the best thing you could do is McDonald's, like, every day. 
because it's easy, it's straightforward, you know what you're getting, you never have to think about it, you take all the stress off. It's not that expensive. Just, you know, I go there for breakfast, you go there for lunch, you go there for Are you drinking a big soda too? (laughs) No offense, McDonald's. So we've been talking about doing wellness in the way of something that people can come to. And it's a dedicated episode just for people's wellness. What would be the number one thing that you would want to talk about and really get clarity for people on? Your thought world, that, that'd be number one, your thought world, number one. Yeah. Everything else is a result of your thought world. There you go. And I remember reading a quote, it was Bob Proctor, and he said, you want to know what you're thinking about? Look around. <laughs> Just look around at your, your world. Yeah. Where you live, who your friends are, what your, what your career looks like, yeah. what you're driving. That's your thought world. One hundred percent. And so, once we and there's tons of tons of science behind that yeah. to say that that's valid. <clears throat> once you understand that, now you can go about being intentional, and then that's where the work is, and that work is so. Yeah. And you make breakthroughs and you create a better life over time. That's not a
you know, notifications from all these different sources, phone and texting as well as other things, Facebook and social media. Um, and, and as much as I enjoy that, I also have had kind of enough. And I want the quiet. Now, I have, I use Alexa, the uh, Amazon Echo, and <clears throat> love it. And I can play any kind of music and get any kind of information I want. You know, people say, well, you know, you're always being listened to. That's okay because I'm listening to I don't broadcast anyway. And <clears throat> the, um, the beauty of it is I listen to nature. Always where I live, I've got nature right there. I never live anywhere where I can't hear the sounds of nature. So I hear the water where I'm at right now. I hear the ducks and the geese and, and, and like falcons and hawks. I mean, it's amazing. And, and, I, and that, to me, that quiet puts me in touch with nature and, and helps me touch myself and just occupies my mind in that quiet. You know, I love it that you said that. So you have times during the day when you're in contemplation and it's very quiet. Big time. And that's something that Warren Buffett talks about is that he said the two most important things he does every day is read, right? And something like reportedly 500 pages a day. Yeah. Is what he goes through. And some of that documentation and things like that, you know, but, uh, he said the other thing he does is think. Yeah. People go from task to task to task to task and you never take time to think. Because I spend most of my day reading. You know, I love that he says that. <clears throat> One of the things that um, really concerns me, and, and now as much as ever, is that when, when I am working with, with people and they're telling me, well, I'll try to fit you in, but I got, you know, meetings back to back. And I've got a little bit of that right now. There's certain days when I've got a few things that are back to back. Um, but <laughs> I am carving out time in between those meetings to just be quiet and to process what took place in that meeting. When people go back to back to back, when do you get time to process what you just did? And it's like, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is when do you have time to process what you just did? That's really stressful because sooner or later, like when you go to sleep at night, your mind will start trying to process what it is that you did as opposed to the release and the dream state that you could float into, right? True, true. So, so that's um, that's such an important thing, and people think, well, if I'm sitting in quiet thinking, I'm not getting things done. Well, yes, you are. Getting <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things done, and so because there's a big difference that I've seen. Oh, that's such a beautiful point. Not anything at all, and so makes you so much more efficient and effective in what you're doing. Yeah. You take time to think about, ponder the different conversations, things you've read and heard, paid attention to, and uh, you'll really have a, a richer life. It's kind of like, um, kind of like eating a great meal. Mm-hmm. You devour that meal in two minutes. You missed a lot. Yeah, right. Exactly. You missed the flavors. You missed the texture. You missed the aroma. You missed the conversation. You missed the contemplation. You missed the the sights and the sounds. You missed so much. And you just devour a meal because you're starving and hungry. And so when we approach our life that way, then all of a sudden, all these things that always have been there start to appear and show up in record numbers, right? Mm. Like you're talking about birds and <clears throat> birds. Right. They're, they're there every day. Pay attention to them. You know, the, the rustling of the leaves, the sound of the wind, do we pay attention to it? Right. Or do we just walk through it and get in the car and drive off? 
Right. So there's so many that are there that create such an amazing experience in your life. I mean, I notice when I get in the car, I love it when this time of year it's a little cool outside when my car is sitting in the sun. Yeah. And I get in there and it's really warm. And I just sit there for a little bit and just soak that in. Oh, yeah. And you drive off. But if you're not mindful of those things, you're mindless to drive off. And you didn't take the moment to really enjoy that pleasure that was there for you. There's so many pleasurable things that are just left sprinkled throughout our day. And we have to take time to enjoy them. Absolutely. You know, I like that you use the word savor because uh, on Saturdays, and this has been really actually a good exercise for me, and I don't do it every Saturday, but I have a, a show scheduled for Saturdays, which are called Sensuous Saturdays. And and what I love is that I'm pulling things out and saying, and you know what I love to do? And, you know, like here on my on my desk, I've got this little cocoa mango hand lotion and I open it up and I smell it. It's beautiful aroma. I got my rings and I put it onto my hands and I massage my hands and I get this this great aroma. Now this is a little tiny something nothing. But what it does is it sets me in motion to pay really close attention to what are the aromas? You know what what do I have going on in my home? that's producing beautiful aromas, natural aromas. I'm not walking through here and spraying an air sprayer. You know, I've got live plants and I've got essential oils and and I've got the aroma of the sea that even when the windows are closed, you know, it comes seeping in. And, and then there's just, you know, beautiful foods that get cooked and baked and teas and coffees. And when I allow myself, that tuning in I will be at the other end of my house and I'll smell the coffee (laughs) you know as opposed to just being mindless about it and thinking oh did I did I even make any so when we dial in life becomes so much richer and by the way I think that's why our little inner spirit was put into these physical bodies is so that we would experience all of our senses, right? The vision, the hearing, the taste, the tactile, you know, just seeing every bit of it is so rich. Why would colors be so fascinating to us if we weren't put here with these magnificent eyes connected into the back of our brain to be able to process it and make meaning of them? To warm up the place, right? I mean, the colors that we wear is our clothing. You know, the way that I'm feeling is always reflected by the clothing I'm wearing, you know? And so today I'm wearing black. Why? Because I feel very still, you know? And and I just, I kind of want the calm of of the dark and just kind of easing on in here, as we say. So what would we tell people, Charlie, in terms of sit quiet? Yeah, I think just find a comfortable place, a comfortable space, and uh, just sit with yourself and then just observe what comes in here to see what comes into your mind. Again, if any negative thoughts come in, let them keep going. And just really, you know, reflect on, you know, your life and, and all the, the good that has happened and, and all the possibilities for good that are that are in the future and, and that you have a, the opportunity to create that future. And we're all creating our own futures. Aren't we, though? As we speak. And when you realize that, then you take your power. That's your power yeah. that you're creating. When you realize you're creating, and then you start to manifest these things, and you're like, okay, this is this is me. This wasn't random, and you continue to do that. So, but it starts with um, and everything starts with the thought. Yeah, it does. 
You know, one of the things that I think is fascinating is um, there's this speaker, Esther Hicks, and, and she talks about, or Abraham, who she represents, talks about, get lost in the sound of the air conditioner. <laughs> there's something really funny about that, but it's that white noise. I like to I like to put my hands over my heart and feel the beat of my heart and just focus on it. Because when you do, some people say, well, I can't feel my heart. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I guarantee it's beating. <laughs> Relax. And you can feel it. It's not, you know, some people do better by feeling their pulse. But the beauty of that is to synchronize your mind and your heart and and allow that experience and just be meditative about it. I mean, that quiet, 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 and just feel your own being. And, and you know, the, the, the way that you can just drift. I mean, I, I love, I love your prescription. You know, I think if we give people a couple of different ideas about how to do it, here's what happens often. Is people will say to me, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. I was listening to your meditation. I fell asleep. And what I say is, doesn't hurt my feelings, but does it alert you to the fact that you're exhausted? That you never give yourself time to just sit. So, of course, you would fall asleep. Thank goodness. Would you like to do that more often? I listened to my own meditation last night because I was kind of keyed up. And I thought... I'm going to listen to myself. <laughs> and I did. I walked through my whole being. I got up to my head and I was like, you know, finishing up the meditation. And I just, I, I was consciously thinking to myself, I'm so drowsy. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> just allow it. Just go. It was very freeing here on Freedom Fridays. Awesome. It is awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to wrap it up. And, Charlie, do you have any parting words for our fans out here in the world? Yeah, no, just um, I think it's all about, you know, your self-discovery and finding out your Finding your process, finding what works for you. You know, Dr. Deb has things he likes. Dr. Charlie has things that he likes. But find out what you like, and those are things that you'll stick with and, and make them work for you. And then you'll 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 be first also with each of them. Yeah, hallelujah. All right, that is Dr. Deb Carlin and Dr. Charlie Cartwright here on Freedom Fridays. And we are the influencers working to influence you for goodness in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own wonderful little spirit and soul. And until next week or sooner, you know, we'll be popping in on you. So we are going to end the episode. 